Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today I have a special guest with me. I have one of my longtime friends, Kathleen. Kathleen actually moved from Australia over to the Philippines years ago now to enter the show business, but she ended up doing pageants, actually won Miss Eco International, which is huge and incredible. And now she has a social media presence and is absolutely making such a huge impact and just shedding so much light on mental health which i think is incredible and today we're going to dive into so many topics around mental health about navigating social media about all of that sort of stuff so welcome kathleen hello thank you so much for having me michaela (laughs) (laughs) i'm great i'm so excited for our chat today let's start off with you like give us a rundown of absolutely everything like yourself your own health journey that you've been on everything like that okay well of course, I'm Kathleen Payton. I grew up in the Philippines for the first nine years of my life. And I actually moved or immigrated to Australia when I was nine years old. And I completed all my studies in Australia. Um, I really enjoyed my time. Michaela and I actually studied food technology together, yes. <laughs> which was so much fun. Um, yeah. And then when I turned 20, I really thought to myself, hmm, I don't know if I really belong in Australia right now um so I tried out pageantry actually in Australia first and I really enjoyed it and I thought hmm maybe like why not why not try out the showbiz in the Philippines um modeling or something and see how it goes because um I don't know I I really thought I needed to just get out and try something different even though I kind of suffered with anxiety or like social anxiety back then Um, And I'm so happy I did get out of my comfort zone because Mm. it brought me to a world now where I'm like, oh my God, why, how did I ever like get to do the things I'm doing now? You know, like, first of all, pageantry in the Philippines is so big and it's not just glitz and glamour that they do in other countries or like the misconceptions around it, but there's really purpose behind everything that I do. Um, I became a mental health advocate. I'm also a HIV and AIDS awareness advocate. Um, I attend events that create impact in society positively. So Mm -hmm. um, that's my life right now. And I still do that in the Philippines. I'm currently in Melbourne to visit family. So um, I don't know if I'll live here again in Melbourne, but maybe in a few years. Um, And yeah, when it comes to to my health journey, I would probably categorize it with fitness, nutrition, and mental health. I would say, I would probably say like my fitness journey has always been kind of positive. Like I've always been healthy. Um, My nutrition relationship has always been kind of healthy. Like I've never made myself feel guilty for that. Um, If I like have Nutella on toast, like five pieces at night, for example, like I don't feel bad for myself or I feel I don't feel like I need to um, go to the gym and, and and suffer or like guilt trip myself so I'm really happy with that but my mental health journey has always been kind of mm-hmm. uh, fluctuating like when I was in high school I didn't know that I was depressed or I didn't know I had anxiety I experienced my first panic attack when I was like before I had my exams in high school so yeah so but of course when you suffer mentally it kind of suffers everything else like with your nutrition and fitness so because I did have a lack of education in that sense I would assume I had a healthy relationship in both aspects so now that I'm 25 I've I've had so much more education I know what to eat that's actually proper or I know how to go to the gym without feeling like I need to die <laughs> at the end of the workout you know like I feel like I I have to be passed out so it's a bit of a whirlwind kind of lifestyle that I've had but yeah that's mm. the gist of everything that I've been doing lately yeah I love it and I still remember because you're the reason why I started getting into 
the gym. And I remember <laughs> the first time that we went together and you took me through this leg workout. I literally like almost fell down the stairs walking out of the gym. It was like the first time that I'd ever done anything. Yeah, of- I remember that in good life. Yes. <laughs> but it was just, yeah, you sparked that whole fitness side of my health journey for me, which I think is unreal and like got me into viewing exercise in a really positive light, which I love. And mm-hmm. you, I think it's really interesting how you kind of touch on and highlight that for you, like in that time, you're like, yeah, I'm healthy. Like I, I do go to the gym and I do eat really mm-hmm. well, but didn't know the depths of the mental health side of it and how that actually impacts everything. And I 100% can relate to you on that or with you on that as well, because me, there's been so many times where I'm like, yeah, I'm so healthy. Like I do, I, I go for runs and I go to the gym and look at my diet. It's amazing. Yet I was crying all the time or I was just mm. sad constantly or my moods were just up and down. And you can't just skip over the whole mental side of your health just to focus on the food and the exercise to, and if that your goal is to look a certain way and you're just so hyper-focused on the food and the exercise but you're not even addressing the mindset side behind it, it's so unsustainable and you're going to be so incredibly unhappy. Yeah, and I think all of your energy and focus when you do exercise and eat well, it'll just deteriorate if you don't focus on your mental health. Like You're just putting yourself in so much stress with your body and yeah. your, your, yeah, your body that it's just all wasted if you don't get like proper sleep or if you're not if you're lacking in in serotonin or something you know so now that I'm a lot older I'm I'm happy to have this education behind supplementation or the importance of sleep and just I don't know attitude of gratitude I guess so yeah it's it's Mm. it will always kind of be a journey on understanding yourself but I've always told myself healing is it is it will never be linear Mm-hmm. always go up and down mm. and it's a constant journey like as you go through the different seasons in life there's going to be different challenges that you have to overcome as well and that's okay mm-hmm. like it's okay to still always be learning and I think it's important that you never look back and judge yourself for anything that you did then because you only knew what you only knew and you always have the new opportunity to grow and evolve and to just keep changing and becoming the best version of yourself that you can I love that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So uh, let's start off with, obviously you do have quite a bit of a social media following and a bit of a stance in that regard, which is unreal. Run us through, like, do you feel like with having that social media there, and I guess you do have an impact on a lot of people, do you find that it comes with pressures? Honestly, yeah, like... Even before when I had 10K, well, I have 70K followers now and majority of it are Filipino and um, I have some from all around the world. So I do have that pressure. And when I first started talking about mental health and my social media, I lost so many followers because it's such a taboo. Yeah, it's such a taboo topic. And it's I judged myself so much for even talking about it in the first place especially like if I wanted to post um uh quotes for example I had people in my industry that are like my mentors tell me don't post that because um people are going to judge you they're going to look at you and they think that you're not capable of the things that you're doing especially if you know when you're a beauty queen people assume that you have to be perfect in everything that you do and like you're happy you have to be perfect facially body wise so it really affected me and and I always question myself like is this the right path I'm doing because I've always Mm -hmm. been very open with everything that I do and especially the things that I'm thinking about like I'm very quirky on social media I don't try to change myself just to to fit in for example and um yeah there's heaps of pressure especially if you want to look a certain way in in pageantry like you have to be thin but also curvaceous you have to be muscly but also not um confusing yeah right it's so confusing so heaps of pressure I I just do the best I can to to get rid of that stigma or like that that pressure I guess with how I am naturally and so far it's doing really well. Like when I went into pageantry, I told myself, okay, this is my time to shine as someone to, sorry, 
is my time to try to tell people like we beauty queens aren't perfect actually we are the most mentally kind of stressed people because we are put in the limelight so much and we put ourselves in a position to be judged all the time um people say things to us that are just so negative and they think just because they're saying it in a constructive way that it's it's meant to be helping us but really it's the opposite because mm. people assume that we need that but yeah okay we actually already know that you know mm-hmm. um and when yeah. you say people are saying stuff is that mm-hmm. your followers or people who are following along with you or is it more like coaches and mentors and things like that all okay. <laughs> all of them so yeah. I have heaps of people that don't even follow me say negative things I have my followers that say that they're pageant fans that give constructive criticism, but at the same time, it's like backhanded compliment. And of course, I have mentors that are toxic or just say really negative things about other people. So Mm. so you have to try and, and tell yourself like, okay, if they're saying those things about other people, they might say that about me. So you have to kind of just tread along. Like it feels like you're walking on eggshells and everything that you do. Um, so yeah, it's everybody really, even your mentors. Mm-hmm. And how do you kind of go about navigating your way through that and not letting it impact you? Because I know for me, like obviously I do not have anywhere near as big of a social media following as what you have, but mm-hmm. I have definitely been in a position where I have had comments said, whether it's from people that I don't even know fake accounts, whatever, all people that I do know have said stuff. And I guess for me, when it, the first couple of comments that I got, whether it was about a video that I made or whether it was somebody in my inbox or whatever it is, it didn't impact me. Like mm-hmm. I took it really to heart and I used to always think like, what I'm doing is wrong. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't keep doing this. But I think when now, when I look back on it, it was probably the best thing to ever happen to me because I do have such thick skin. Mm-hmm. Obviously some comments sometimes still get to me but like not in nowhere near what they used to and I can now kind of deflect them and be like you know what you have your own shit going on I'm not going to take on any of the projections that you are actually putting out onto me and you could be the ripest peach in the bunch and there's still somebody who doesn't like peaches and I've kind of just come to terms that you actually aren't going to be liked by everybody and everyone is going to have an opinion and everybody's also going to talk about you no matter what you're doing so you may as well be doing something that you love and just coming back to yourself and knowing in your own route that you were doing something that lights you up and that you're passionate about and i guess for me that's how i've kind of navigated way through it obviously my scale is probably a lot different to you but how have you kind of worked out your way through all of that and having other people's opinions well you actually said it yourself like it's all about accepting Mm. just other people have their own opinions and and I I actually um there's one quote that I really love I'm gonna butcher this so badly but it's just (laughs) like um how other people treat you is a reflection of themselves and it's not about you so when I learned that back in 2019 so I moved in 2017 and when I learned this quote in 2019, so it took me a whole two years to just realize like what other people are saying about you, it doesn't reflect who you are, but it's really about them and their own issues. So mm-hmm. once I learned that, I just got rid of everybody's like weight, it's a huge weight off my shoulder. Um, and I navigated it through just telling myself like, I'm doing the things I'm doing because I love it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's other people's opinion doesn't matter. And um it was a hard few years of my life because I really yeah. suffered mentally, especially in the Philippines where mental health is so taboo. Um, yeah, and it's all about just reminding myself, like, these people don't care about you. The only person that matters is what you, like you, what you think, even family, you know, what they mm-hmm. say. They can also tear you down, but you can't listen to these people. You can only listen to yourself. And I had to just educate myself on mental health, um, what what's important to me and what matters to me the most and yeah <laughs> I'm still in that position honestly because I do still get hate I do get some bashing here and here and there but it's not as bad as other people and yeah. I think it's be- really because I'm just being true to myself and allowing my true self and my own values to just shine and not you know allow myself to be um to, sorry and not allow myself to change for other people and 
And so far, because I have been myself on social media, I haven't dealt with people that that are so mean to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I am true to myself. I, I It's just natural for me to just realize like other people's opinions aren't like true. What matters to me is my own self. And my ex, my recent ex, <laughs> actually taught me a lot of this as well. And And he... He really changed my mindset on social media that it's it's there's there's just a wall there. Literally. You mustn't let people get over. Otherwise, I'm just it's my fault really for doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, and I always think as well if somebody has to hide behind a screen and they've watched something and then literally had a thought about it and they've mm-hmm. spent time then putting that thought into words by typing it and then posting it they must have some serious shit going on in their own life or some things that they actually need to stop and work through themselves Mm -hmm. because the fact that they can say that or treat somebody else in that way that they actually don't know. And at the end of the day, like you never know what's going on behind closed doors for somebody else. And that's why the smallest comment that you make to somebody could make or break. And so for me, like if, if I'm watching anything, like I can't even ever say like, Maybe I've had like one negative thought or like not agreed with something that I've seen, but I still would never take that to a next step of actually typing something and putting someone mm-hmm. down or tearing somebody down or anything like that. And I think it just goes to show that all these people who are making those comments, it literally does stem right back to themselves and their lives. And until they work on that, like, like honestly, the only person that they are hurting is themselves because the amount of energy that you have to put out to give somebody else hate is a lot. And that means they're literally walking around with that hatred and mm-hmm. they're the ones who are boiling over or letting it consume them. And so we can learn just to like let that go and literally not let it impact us in any way, shape or form. Like that's literally all you can do and just know that what you are putting out is tr- like the truth for you individually. Yeah, exactly. I mean, compassion goes a long way. Like, that's what mm. I understood as well with my mental health journey. Like, other people are going through so much that what they understand or what they know in their life is just a, a reflection of how they were treated in their lifetime as well. So with other people's hate towards me, I'm trying to understand, like, they must, like what you said, they must be going through so much crap for them to just deflect so much hate towards other people. And I actually have had a few comments where I have messaged them and I'm just and I reply with kindness and I'm saying like hey you know what you're saying is just really rude I don't appreciate that and please don't spread any like lies on my on my comment section I reply to you privately because I don't want to embarrass you and I just want to educate you that I'm a good person but like I don't want to defend myself but more on like more to say like what they're doing to me is really not a good idea and and showing kindness to people who are mean is really the best thing you can do when it comes to that situation of course when they don't listen i i would block them obviously <laughs> that's how i also would navigate because there's yeah. no point like if they really hate yeah. you or if they support another person who hates me um i'm not going to waste my energy on on other people that don't deserve it and when it comes as well, not just hate with the public, but friendship. I've had to deal with so many fake friendships in the Philippines that I just stopped communicating with them mm-hmm. because my mental health is the most important. And I don't yeah. want to waste energy on people that don't deserve me or the people that only come to me out of convenience. Yeah, you know? right. I, mm-hmm. I don't respect that. I've think I'm a good person I think I'm a kind person and if they really like like I had to test some people out and just go okay if I don't talk to them for a week or two will they message me will they ask me how I am if I post something that are that is cryptic will they ask me how I am or am I okay for example so I've had to let go of a lot of friendships as well in in this kind of mindset that I've had um I also think sometimes ignorance is bliss, but I would rather have this awareness or this education about how the world is than have that 
and and be a social climber in society (laughs) yeah absolutely and what you entertain you attract so if you continue to entertain these people that are bringing you down Mm -hmm. or are just there for the convenience of it that's literally who you end up continuously attracting and then you have to ask yourself is that really the type of life that you want to be living because you literally end up becoming the product of the five closest people to you so you really have to sometimes take that step back and look at who are these five closest people around you mm-hmm. especially if you are struggling to achieve your goals or you feel like you're in a rut with life or you just don't feel like you were doing the things that you were meant to be doing look at what what is your environment who are you surrounded by because let's say like you are somebody who wants to achieve big things you want to i don't know have all this career success yada yada, yada. but like you're hanging out with friends who are doing drugs getting so drunk on the weekend, you know, all of these type of things, two completely different scenarios. So you have to really ask yourself, how can you change that environment and the people you're surrounded by to start actually achieving those goals and start attracting the right people into your life? Yeah. And honestly, those people, they really, really like drag you down Mm -hmm. and they also judge you the most um, privately, like behind your back and you don't need that energy. Mm -mm. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> I agree with that. So I know as well, and we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording as well, because I remember when you first moved over to the Philippines and obviously we were into our strength training together, <laughs> which was so much fun. But you would get sushi after. Fitness. Literally, that was like our routine all the time. We'd have our protein shake, we'd get our sushi. <laughs> we were all over it. But when you got over there, you were still doing your strength training to start with. Mm-hmm. And then once you started getting into the pageant side of things, I remember you sending me a message and being like, oh my goodness, you know, like, I'm not sure how to navigate this because I've been told I need to stop strength training so I don't get too bulky. Mm-hmm. And you were like, but strength training is such enjoyment for me. Like it just made you, it helped you mentally with that side because you really love that strong feeling. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like bulky, like you were like <laughs> so far from bulky and to think that these messages were being said to you, I guess I was like questioning it as well, but how did you kind of navigate that? And how do you feel like it is at the moment as well? Again, having that social media present and body image and, and do you have to look a certain way? How have you gone through that side of your journey? Well, to be fair, I did go to the Philippines when I was a little bit bigger. Like I had a waistline of 28, I think, which is to me, on the bigger side for my body so naturally i'm i'm slender i think like i've always had thin legs and going from australia where i was like an extra small to the philippines where people are generally generally smaller than i am by like a foot for example (laughs) so i i felt really big as well Mm. um it was hard honestly I love the gym, like you said, like it, it put me in a happy state. I've actually wanted to be a personal trainer because of that. And when I went to the Philippines and got and was surrounded by people who who thought like carbs is the enemy, um, mm-hmm. didn't even understand protein. Um, gym, gym isn't the enemy, I guess, but having muscles was a bad thing, um, especially when they say, oh, television, add 10 kilos or 10 pounds on screen so it was really hard for me to navigate I actually got into a really really bad headspace because of that and I ended up eating really badly I'm pretty sure my gut health was in such a really really weird I don't know situation because I always had bowel movement issues Mm -hmm. yeah um and I had people as well telling me that I need to get things done because I was just not their standard um and I got into this whole fitness lifestyle where I, like I said, you know, I work myself so hard to the point where mm-hmm. after my workout, I really have to be exhausted. And mm. I, I would eat 1000 calories a day and just eat salads yeah. or tuna, can of tuna. Um, and then I would binge on the weekend and then mm. all of my effort, all of that, you know, exhaustion was just gone to waste. So it became really bad for me and I don't I don't, honestly I don't know how I navigated myself through it it was heaps of trial and error with everybody I spoke to I had to cut off people because of that um I left 
some like mentors because what they're feeding me was just really negative and I think ultimately how I got out of of just that negative headspace was just allowing myself to just accept that I am who I am and I can't change the way I look unless I work out obviously but my my bone structure is my bone structure if I don't have a small waist um, for my body that's fine I can't let other people tell me that I'm not good enough because I am good enough um, it's really my own thinking that really matters here um, I'm also now into Pilates which is Yay. like like I'm still not really into weight training I do mm. I have accepted that weights is not a bad thing and that's what I also try to tell myself on social media mm-hmm. like you know weight training is not the enemy actually you can lose more calories with weight training than just cardio you know mm-hmm. um, so I'm navigating myself through a healthier lifestyle now um, now that I'm kind of a little bit out of pageantry yeah pageantry for me kind of and I don't want to say it but it really did mess up with my brain a bit from the very beginning Mm -hmm. Um, but slowly slowly it's gotten better yeah and I think you are so I would say lucky but like you're not lucky because you've put so much work into it that you Mm -hmm. did kind of have a background before you went into pageant of knowledge around eating exercise all that sort of stuff so it's great that you kind of have a bit of a baseline that you knew that you were going a couple of steps maybe backwards with body Mm -hmm. image and things information that you're being fed to then get to a point of being like no this I can't live my whole life like this I need to have a good relationship with myself I need to have a good relationship with food and so when you say because you mentioned that they told you that you might have to get things done does that Mm -hmm. mean like they like plastic surgery type of things done well, really? they were like, you need your boobs done, you need your butt, you need liposuction, everything. And I'm like, <laughs> um, wow. well, I don't have money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but of course, I haven't had my boobs done. Um, everything is fine. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm so awkward about it. But honestly, from the very beginning, when I was 20 or 19, and they were like, um, they told me I was so big like next to the other girls who are naturally so thin or maybe they did starve themselves like Mm -hmm. they were like you need to have a 20 inch waist for you to be on stage because the tv screen does add 10 oh my god sorry (laughs) i just spoke filipino of course like if when you're 20 years old and you enter in a culture where you do have to kind of respect your elders it's just really hard for you to 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 say no or or like mm-hmm. so in the end I had to isolate myself to just avoid people who would say things like that to me you know I I had to somehow get out or like go to my mom in the province or another place just to avoid talking to people I actually avoided getting work because I felt like I was so big or ugly I locked myself in my room I would like just stay in bed I guess that's the downfall of my mental health as well um my ex my not my ex in 2021 would say things to me that just mess up my brain like manipulation like heaps of things that just mess me up so mm. I, the, the background in in health and fitness and food was great in the very beginning to just calm myself down but when you're in that culture or industry where people judge you based on your body and not Mm. your mind or your personality it's really difficult for you to stay afloat mentally um and so that's kind of how I got really into like mental health uh, awareness and just started talking about it on mental health because I didn't have that person that I could talk to about it um even when I started talking about it I had heaps of people coming up to me that are in my industry like beauty queens or other models or artists say thank you for creating such an awareness because I felt that way too but I didn't know who to talk to you know like it's so difficult for you to even talk to like a hotline for example if you're on the verge of something Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it's it's really hard so yeah I the background like just going back to your question the background was great but it didn't help me. 
I had to restart again with my mental health journey and like the fitness. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so incredible that you had that voice for so many other pageant or beauty queens or artists or whatnot mm-hmm. as well, which is incredible. And did you find that there was much talk about this sort of stuff behind stage or was there comparison? Like how did it kind of work with all of the other pageants? Well, I had mentors that would compare me to other women. Like, for example, oh, you're going to win because this girl's ugly. Like, don't worry. It's just, it's just pretty ugly in real life. Like, I hated people like that. Like, oh don't talk to me about, like, that because mm-hmm. it doesn't make me feel good. Like, I have too much empathy for me to be like, yeah, you're so right. Like, no, I don't, I don't live that way. <laughs> so I had to tell people off, really. And it made me look bad. But in the end, like, if I stand up my ground and my own values, it actually makes me feel better about myself. And it makes me stronger as an individual. I did lose a lot of, of I had a lot of people lose respect for me that way because it's so not normal. Um, but yeah, heaps of comparison. Um, even now, uh other beauty queens look up to me in the sense like oh my god you always win like how do you do it like what do you what should I do and I'm like I don't know just be yourself because the way I did it I just what's myself I don't know I can't touch like teach you the way I am I can just give you tips I guess of of like passerella aka like your catwalk for example so it's it's kind of it's a really weird culture to even talk about it because I don't think about that really but Mm. yeah (laughs) I guess a great like a great role model you are because you have been yourself and you have stuck up for what you thought was right Mm -hmm. and yet you did still win which (laughs) just puts out such a good message to so many others that they don't have to just listen to all of this information that they're getting fed and if they feel like it is impacting them mentally, physically, whatnot, that they can actually take action against that. And, you know, it might not impact their mm-hmm. ability to still achieve what they want to achieve. Yeah. And I think being, and I think showing your imperfection, like on social media, makes you a lot more relatable to people. It actually creates a community rather than a follower or like a following. So I find my social media to be more as a community rather than that. And that's really what I pride myself on. I I don't want to live life thinking or I don't want because I know I have a lot of young girls following me and I would hate myself if I told, you know, that I or I'm showing only the the best things in life. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's life will never be like that. Even the richest of the rich has their own issues and I don't know that's how I try to think about life um yeah <laughs> literally I think the word there's this word I think it's Sondernown or something like that the, it's the realization that everybody has their own shit going on that we know nothing about mm-hmm. and it's just literally this realization that there's so many people in the world and we literally don't know what they're going through and you're sorry like everybody has their ups and downs and everybody's on their own journey and it's never going to be linear it's mm-hmm. just it's so important for you to focus on think, yourself yeah I think also realizing like that this is the thing I recently learned actually because I was so afraid of being single mm. <laughs> because you know I always wanted to be a young mom or I wanted to get married really young and I was like oh my god if I start again what if I don't have any children when I'm like 33 like what if all of my eggs are gone you know so I had to just rewire my brain my brain and tell myself it's okay to start over at like 30 I have heaps of people are, re- are getting remarried at 50 or 60 um and we're really just a speck in the universe or like the world like everything that we're doing we're thinking too much about life or like what we're doing that we're taking away from the present moment and mm-hmm thinking too much either of the past or the future and and yeah I don't know why I said this (laughs) Mm, I totally get what you mean though and I literally had this realization the other week when my sister came up to visit with her boyfriend and I this year have been so much growth for my business and so I've been Mm. putting so much extra time into it which is great like I genuinely love what I do and I'm creating this life that I've always wanted to live 
and I have such big goals for where mm. I want to get to as well. And I definitely feel like sometimes I can get so caught up on trying to achieve that next goal and get to that next step. And it really came into play when my sister came up to visit and I had taken a couple of days off work and it got to like the third or fourth day and I was starting to get really stressed because I was like, oh yes. my God, I want to go back to work. Like I feel like I'm getting behind and yeah. started to get really anxious. And then I literally had to catch myself in the moment and be like, what is the point of me even creating this type of lifestyle that I want if I actually don't even get to live it? Mm. If I literally just go through all of these next years, constantly just chasing that next goal and never stopping to take the time to literally realize that I've created this, like enjoy it because you literally don't know what's going to happen next either. And like, and that's to me or to anyone else in my life. And it just was such a huge realization that you're so right. We have to start to live in that present moment and just experience what is actually happening around us. Well, well, I guess also like society just puts so much pressure on women. I mean, I'm speaking as a woman because really women empowerment, but <laughs> um, they put so much pressure on us to have everything achieved by the age of like 27 so you can get married and have kids. But honestly, we're still children. Like we're still so young and we have, we don't even know what we're doing. Like, like you can't blame yourself for being, for thinking so far ahead and like of your goals that you need to achieve it because it's it's always been that way you know how they put so much pressure on us and unlearning that it takes a lot of effort and and it's going to be so uncomfortable for you to just be like okay I'm going to be in the moment right now and then next minute you're like stressed out because you have deadlines or work and and yeah I mean I'm Mm. really glad that you you accept or like you learned that recently Mm. because like when you go to Bali you're gonna have so much fun so yeah. true and I that's going to test that to a whole new level of being like like enjoy the work and play side mm-hmm. of things because I definitely can step into like that masculine energy really really easy where I'm like CEO like let's get things done like let's just go 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 it's great like I get so much done I'm very incredibly productive but like I also get so burnt out and then I get like upset and I'm like I'm not having fun like I need to like there has to be I guess there's never a perfect balance between like the masculine and the feminine and like actually doing the things that top your cup back up but I definitely think that there needs to be enough of both to keep you actually going in both mm-hmm. directions like and I think that's another big pressure especially in Australia for women is it's all now be your own independent woman like you know achieve you have the career you can do everything you can have the career you can be really successful you can be a young mom you can get married young you can buy the house you can and she's like oh my god can you actually do it all and because i'm here like probably like i honestly think that you need to kind of work out what you what's right for you individually because i definitely grew up in the culture and the society of you go to primary school you go to high school you graduate from high school you go to university you get a full-time job you buy the house, you get married, you have babies, that's and your work, life. And work and work. And work, yeah. literally work the nine to five till you yeah. retire at like 60. And I just have never wanted to do that. And now I even get questions as well. Like, you're like, oh, you buy your house. Like, what's the next step? When's the, like the engagement? Yada, yada. I'm like, mm. no, let's just like hold up a yeah. bit. Like, I actually, chill. literally chill. <laughs> Me buying a house, it doesn't even cross my mind for this current point at where I'm at like yeah I want to buy a house but I have very big goals around the specific things that I want to buy as investment and as my house and all of that sort of stuff and I don't really want to enter that market because I'm not actually at that point that I want to be to do that and I guess for a lot of people especially the older generation it's a bit confusing and it's like but why and I also like find that I have to be really careful and I can't really enter in the conversation with a lot of people that I know especially from back in Melbourne as well because that is that culture down there I find that some people can get offended by it too and you're like but that's just not the path that I want to go down which I just I find it so interesting there's just so many different pressures coming from so many different places mm-hmm. that if you actually want to do something different you have to stay so true to yourself and like really back yourself to keep going in that direction and to not let any other outsider input sway where you're going I mean, when you're doing something different, especially in a, in a world where nine to five is so normal, mm. like you're going to be an alien. So and sure. and honestly, I always felt that here as well in Melbourne. Like when I first moved to the Philippines, heaps of people were like, oh my God, you're so like strong for moving to a country on your own and doing this, this and that. And I'm like, it's actually not that bad. 
like once you put yourself out there it's it's really easy to kind of assimilate yourself into the culture and and chase your dreams or whatever um but yeah heaps of people also as well told me like you need to go back to study and have a fallback because you never know what's going to happen blah 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 blah. um I had family telling me that um I had friends telling me that so it's it's going to be it's really difficult for you to just kind of have your own mind and 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 tell yourself it's okay to do what you're doing and have that difference like different lifestyle in in a world where it's just this routine you know mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so exciting though like i love honestly the your nutrition instagram and your lifestyle has actually always motivated me to be healthy because <laughs> i always ate really badly in the philippines um I mean, I, I have good relationship. I never like told myself, oh, I think I'm doing it so mm-hmm. bad. But I never kind of say like, okay, I need these micronutrients and these micro- mm-hmm. macronutrients to put myself in a healthy situation. <laughs> so, and with your job, because you are doing it online mostly, you can travel the whole world. And if you buy mm-hmm. a house straight away and have to pay that mortgage, you're going to have more mm-hmm. pressure on yourself. And you're the more pressure on yourself to not even be in the moment and be extra workaholic. So don't listen to those people. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And yeah. And I think for me, if I had have listened to those people, like even a couple of years ago, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm at currently, which like I love the opportunities that I have right now to do everything. Even moving to Queensland from Melbourne is a huge step. And when you, when I found out you we were doing that, I was like, oh my god, that's so exciting, because like, yeah, why would you, why would you stay in one place when you can move to other places and just experience different things? Like you don't want to live in regret, you know. Hundred percent, mm-hmm. and that's I, I fully agree with that. When you are looking back on your life, they always say like the the only things that you regret are the things that you never did. And you never know what you're, what's going to happen if you don't step out of that box. Yeah. I, I have to I always tell myself that whenever like I do things that are so not normal for me that, are, that it's just so uncomfortable but when you know mm-hmm. that it makes you com- uncomfortable that's when you have to do it yeah 100% and like I'm not gonna lie when I first moved to Queensland like my anxiety was through the roof like I'm pretty sure I cried almost every day for five days straight or something like that because I was just so uncomfortable and I was like I don't know what I'm doing have I made the right decision no routine where do I go from here no routine I don't know anyone like it was just so different and I'm so glad that I pushed myself that far outside because I would do it all over again Mm -hmm. to get all the learnings and once you take one step and you're probably so aware of this as well that is so far outside your current zone and you achieve something from it as well it literally proves to yourself that you were capable of so Mm -hmm. much more so then you have such hardcore evidence to come back to that every little other thing that you're like yeah I want to do that but it's all things uncomfortable like oh my god but guess what I achieved this like I'm unstoppable like let's like go for it type of thing and I think that is so powerful because it's so easy for us as humans to second guess ourselves yeah and it's so important to always look back on what you've achieved I mean you know they say like don't live in the past but sometimes you have to look back at what you achieved and what you've done and and be proud of yourself because five years ago you would never guess that you'd be in the situation you are now because mm-hmm. oftentimes we think too much in the future and, and, you know, we never get to appreciate the moment that we're in and how strong we've always been to be in the situation you are now. Like leaving alone, for example, without parents, that's already such a big step. And then paying rent and then all of these things and doing your job and like trying to maintain like a happy state. It's, it's really difficult. And honestly, when you were 20, you wouldn't have guessed that you'd be here Mm -mm. yeah absolutely being an adult is hard sometimes honestly sometimes when I talk to people and they're living at home they're like oh I want to move out I'm like don't do it yeah do you (laughs) actually or like you look at children and you're you're like you guys just you don't even know like you're taking all this for granted right now just you wait till you have to navigate everything in life it's hard. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. Like, I'm really happy that I can go out. I don't have to ask permission, or it, it's it's exciting to me to make money and then pay for something that was like 
sorry you spend your hard-earned money on something that you deserve like it's exciting as yeah. well yeah it's all I about agree with that. yeah it's I don't know it's all about just accepting the situation you're in I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100% and so I think step putting yourself outside your comfort zone is definitely a big step to also starting mm-hmm. to build that self-confidence side of it as well I am such a strong believer that confidence is a skill like anybody can actually learn how to be confident how have you kind of gone through your journey of starting to develop that skill of having that self-confidence from the inside out okay it's honestly so funny because a few maybe a year ago I had a friend tell me she's like you're the most confident person I've ever met and I'm like are you serious you should see me at home I'm like anxious all the time (laughs) and I think it's really I always the quote that I always have or like this principle or something is fake it till you make it sometimes Mm -hmm. it's all about just faking the situation putting yourself out there and just experiencing it like what we spoke about it's just putting yourself out there like stepping out of your comfort zone and just experiencing the things that you were so worried about because you honestly you have no idea what's out there if you don't take the chance or the risk so ever since I was younger I told myself okay to be more confident I have to put myself out there otherwise I'm never gonna know um especially with pageantry for example or like showbiz um I was I stopped myself from doing so much especially like when I said earlier like I didn't want to go to castings or get any jobs because I was so afraid of being judged for for looking the way I am or for being bigger but then when I finally did like my first commercial for example I'm like oh this is so easy like oh I actually enjoy this and so once you realize like all that anxiety you had in you it wasn't actually worth it because if you're finally experiencing it it's actually not that bad so um, I had to train my mind or rewire my mind into you know saying like just do it mm-hmm. just, just literally just do it like step out especially like for example if you want to work out and like you have no motivation but you just put on your shoes and walk outside and you finally mm-hmm. go running like it's kind of similar so and and the more you do it the more like it gets easier and easier so in a way confidence is like muscle memory um, mm-hmm. The more you do it, the more it gets stronger and bigger and better. So, yeah, for me to to gain more confidence is just honestly just stepping my stepping out and just doing things, mm. not and letting your anxiety eat small. you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, baby steps. Even if like the first thing is literally like going to a cafe by yourself and ordering a coffee. Baby yeah. steps. Honestly, I. I wouldn't have had this much confidence. Like, I mean, I've always been a friendly person and I guess in a way a social butterfly. But um, when you do experience a lot of hardships and obstacles along the way, it's so easy for your anxiety to eat you up. So, um, but but once you learn that it does, it's so easy to, to let that happen. And if you just do it, if you just take away, if you just don't listen to your automatic negative thoughts, your ants, a lot of things are just so much easier to do yeah oh I 100% agree with all of that it's just about taking that first step which can always be the hardest step I think as well when you are constantly putting yourself outside that comfort zone to have a safe space that you can always come back to as well because it can be quite exhausting to put yourself mm-hmm. out there and to grow and develop yeah. especially when it comes to like things like self-confidence or outside your comfort zone or things like that so if you can have that environment that you can retreat back to to recharge to then go again it can make the world of difference so that you don't end up too overwhelmed yeah exactly now i have some quick fire questions for you okay are you ready for these <laughs> i'm ready what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up okay this one has to be a gratitude list because it really for me it really sets the day in a really really positive note um and you don't, you only get to think about what you have instead of constantly focusing on what you don't have so if if i were to to advise people honestly have a gratitude list love it what is one thing everyone can do every day to improve their life 
exercise. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Drink heaps of water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simple things. Take it back to basics. And sleep. Yeah, so true. What is your favorite quote and why? Oh, I said it earlier. It was like um the the uh, oh my god the the people the sorry the things that people say to you is not a reflection of you but the reflection of themselves mm -hmm. i'm butchering that so bad <laughs> along those lines we get the yes <laughs> <laughs> now one question that i love to ask all of my podcast guests is in the distant future when you are looking back at your life what mm -hmm. do you think will be your biggest achievement or the one thing that you'll be most proud of and now this could be something that you have already done or it could also be something that you're hoping to achieve in the future. Well, my dream is to become Miss Universe Philippines. <laughs> That's my goal. But the most proudest moment I've I've ever done, honestly, is moving to the Philippines. Because yeah. if I haven't, if I didn't do that, I probably would be stuck in Australia doing a nine to five job, which is totally fine. Like routine is good, but the lifestyle I have right now is. It's so exciting. I feel like everything is a surprise. Like I do event hosting. I talk to people that I would never talk to. Like for example, the ambassador of Germany or the EU champion, the EU gender champion, which is a ambassador of Germany and then the Australian ambassador. Like never in my wildest dream did I ever imagine that I'd be doing stuff like that. Mm. So moving to the Philippines, it gave me a whole new perspective about life. I met so many people from all over the world that I don't get the chance of ever doing I get to travel the world which is so crazy um for me that's the proudest moment and I really owe it to myself for being so strong <laughs> literally no thank you self no I love that what you're doing is absolutely incredible so tell the audience if you have anything coming up in your life and where the listeners can actually find you Okay, well, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Kathleen underscore Payton, P-A-T-O-N. And I'm on TikTok, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube. I'm actually thinking of doing my YouTube. <laughs> I keep procrastinating and not actually focusing on my blogging and everything. I did one and I was like, oh, it's so difficult, but I'll be doing YouTube hopefully. <laughs> soon um yeah you can just follow me on there if you need any advice or message about mental health or anything modeling all around the world just message me because I feel like I have some insights on that um if you just want to get to know me a little bit like I'm pretty open on my social media so yeah amazing and I'll put all of the links in the show notes as well so everybody has easy access to find you but thank you so much for coming on today and sharing so much about your life and everything that you've been through mm -hmm. it has been absolutely incredible of course you can have me anytime again if you want other topics i'm here i'm free i'm ready <laughs> love it absolutely. this is so cool thank you so much incredible episode that was with kathleen she has so much insight to the modeling industry and the impact that it can have and how she's navigated her way through it which i just think is really really important that we shed some light onto that so thank you for tuning into today if you do have any questions for me or kathleen then please feel free to reach out just head over to my instagram it is kj wellness with three s's shoot me through a dm as always i absolutely love connecting with you all but i hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night whenever you're listening to this and i will chat with you in the next episode very soon but until then you take care bye